character cannot be developed in ease and quiet. Only through experience of trial and suffering can the soul be strengthened, ambition inspired, and success achieved. Helen Keller. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee Esses. Today we are approaching the Act 2 interior. The lie they believe about themselves and how your character's spirit changes. Not just the trials that's happening with the villain, but what they're doing about it. All of that changes during Act 2. Act 2 is a very important part of the story for their internal struggles. This is when they are going to really face reality or their view of reality. And a lot of things in their outlook will change. Just like in the exterior, they finally start to take action instead of react. A lot of that choice depends on what happens here in the interior, what they're experiencing and how they're viewing the world. In the Act 2 interior, especially the beginning of it, but throughout the Act, we should start to get an idea of how your hero is uniquely qualified to take on the villain. The things that your hero relates to about the villain, the things that the villain mirrors about your hero, tends to be what makes the character most suited to defeat the villain in the end. I honestly do not like how Harry Potter stories approach this, because what made Harry uniquely qualified? There was a prophecy saying Harry would. This is not nearly as interesting as the fact that Riddle had exactly the same upbringing, but made different choices as Harry. Regardless of how you do it, this is that point where you need to show their skills, their capabilities, and what makes them unique and uniquely qualified. It shouldn't make it easier, but It slides from impossible for everyone to impossible for everyone else. The Avatar is uniquely qualified to bring peace to the whole world because they have the ability to bend all of the elements, not just one specific one. Another thing that starts to happen to show character growth through Act 2 is they are beginning to doubt the lie they believe about themselves. Maybe, just maybe, I'm meant for more than just dying to protect somebody else. Maybe I can do this thing despite the titles that my family has put on me. Throughout this whole act, there need to be times where it is proven true and times where it is proven false. Because it is, at this point, only that they are doubting the lie. They need to end this act fully believing it and saying, look, it was proven right. But as the reader, we need to see those moments where it was proven wrong. Even though the character believes the lie at the end of the act, that doubt is key for making sure that the change and the realization in act three is believable. If they believe their lie wholeheartedly throughout act two, And then all of a sudden in Act 3, they're like, oh, maybe. It feels very out of the blue. This wishy-washy thing that you have going with the lie in Act 2 makes the character feel real and makes that change at the end feel realistic. One key element to helping them doubt it 
is to have an ally who is rooting against the lie, who is trying to show them, trying to tell them that it is not true. Because look at yourself. We often don't believe things other people say about us. But if we hear it enough, then we can start to believe it. Same thing needs to apply to your hero. In the Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings movie, Aquafina's character is this character. It's like, you have this huge legacy. Why aren't you grasping onto it? She's constantly reminding him of how cool things could be. Another thing to take place during this is that the challenges the hero is facing are the ones he is least suited to answer. This plays into the exterior part where your hero needs to be failing. A really good example of this is from the Dungeons and Dragons movie Honor Amongst Thieves, where the sorcerer who lacks confidence in himself, and it is very well established at the beginning he lacks confidence in himself, needs confidence in order to cast the spell that they need in order to save the day, in order to break into this vault that they need to break into. So during Act 2, he is consistently facing this problem. He is not suited to answer because he does not believe in himself one bit. This is when your hero feels like the world is designed against them. And guess what? It is! Having the world designed against them gives them a steeper hill to climb, which they won't appreciate, but your readers will. Also remember that all of Act 2 is a series of choices and consequences. If they begin to doubt that lie, all of the things that they believed about the lie come back. And it's proven true. Mother Gothel is saying, look, you belong in the tower. See what happens. He was only here for the crown. These lies that you believe that I've been telling you are true. There is often during this time a slip towards the darkness that scares the character. A pull to do what the villain would do in order to defeat the villain. And it usually will scare the character. It will make them fear that they're not good, that they are not capable of taking down the villain, because what if they just join them instead? And that best friend character, or some other character, points out, no, the fact that you're afraid of becoming a bad guy is what makes you a good guy. The bad guy doesn't have that self-restraint that you're exhibiting by expressing these fears. The fact that you recognize that you might be sliding into villainy is proof that you're not sliding into villainy. This is probably that same best friend who is supporting them and trying to point out the lie that they believe about themselves. As Act 2 is a series of choice and then consequence, it also has the hero in a pattern of train, then do a task, and maybe they fail, maybe they succeed, but if they succeed, it's at a yes, but... And then they train some more and then do another task. Hercules fights a monster, goes back and trains some, fights another monster, goes back and trains some more. He's leveling up. All of these encounters that they are taking on, all of those tasks are going to be with the stormtroopers of the story, the villain's minions. They're never actually encountering the bad guy. And they are going to face difficulties. We talked about it in Act 2 Exterior, where they will fail. So these are opportunities for your hero to train and get humbled. 
and again, encounter the lie that they believe about themselves. Even if they have a small success, it comes at a great cost. So they have to continue training. Act two is also the time when you develop relationships for your hero. And I'm not just talking about them falling in love, but they learn to see their mentor as a father figure instead of just a teacher. They might start to see their best friend and recognize that they've been fawning over them this whole time. They recognize who is a true friend because of these trials and who is only hanging on because they think he might be the winner. It's also an opportunity to forge new alliances. It's the enemy of my enemy is my friend. An opportunity to meet a couple more people and really put together the final team that's going to take on the bad guy and deepen those relationships. And of course, Act 2 and the transition into Act 3 will be your darkest moment. When your character feels like they're not up for the task, the lie has won, there's all of these things that happen to the character that they are emotionally guilty about, that darkest moment signals the transition between Act 2 and Act 3. So when we talked about the pattern of train, task, train, task, the task at the end of Act 2 is the one that goes terribly wrong. It is worse than anything that has happened before. They have failed worse than they've failed before. And there are real, actual consequences for it going wrong. Maybe somebody died. Maybe a whole town got destroyed because they couldn't or didn't do something. Maybe somebody betrayed them. Whatever this darkest moment is tends to be, if you're like me, some of the juiciest stuff to write. Because your readers are wholly committed to your story at this point. They are rooting for your character and then all of a sudden it looks like there is no way out. There's nothing that they can do to succeed. Their mentor is gone. They don't have the tools they need or the tools break. There's no easy way to get out of this. That sets you up for a fantastic Act 3. But the only way you can get through Act 2 is to write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 